We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Ludor. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomTownHoops.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore uncontested. And I am your host, Jacob Niffin. I am joined by Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. We have Kamiar Mayrabian. Hey, that's me. Are you guys participating in Brush Day, National Brush Day? I don't know what that means. What? What? Well, dentists recommend November 1st to be National Brush Your Teeth Day because of all the candy you uh-huh. may have consumed last that night. Makes sense. So today is National Brush Day. Only so day of the year I brush. They never said yeah. <laughs> they never said anything about flossing them teeth though, so floss can get out the house, but brushing them teethers are importanters. Mm-hmm. I haven't participated yet. <laughs> I just <found> People still brush their teeth. Jacob oh brushed his God. teeth with a Reese's uh, before the podcast. Have they made Reese's flavored toothpaste? <laughs> Gross. Oh, We're also joined by Taylor Peterson. Hey, you know, last minute edition, and I fixed my audio. 
Boom. Hey-o. Hey, good for you, man. Uh, All speaking I had to do was of... uninstall some weird audio jingle. It, it... Audio jingle. I think of like it's like a really long story. For, I think of jingles for shows like in cat food. I don't. Okay, like... so our listeners may remember not to take <laughs> us down a rabbit jingle hole, bells. but I'm yeah. taking mm. us down a rabbit hole. Batman so um, whenever that Hell Mary Stephen Adams game was when he threw oh, like yeah, the last yeah. second Hell Mary toss to a shooter, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the post game podcast. So naturally, I wanted to have a uh, Hell Mary by Tupac sounder. So I intro the pod doing such. However, I had to download some sort of software, and it's like messed my audio up ever since. And it took me until last. That was like week. a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taylor, get a and Mac. Here we are. Get here it. we go. are. I have a Mac. That's the what issue. The, what the hell's going I, on? I had to like go into my coding and like oh, it. it, it mm. Long story. Anyways, jeez. Fix. Sounds like Taylor's computer got hacked by the Russians. Sounds it, like probably. Taylor's been on too much Pornhub on desktop. <laughs> All those pop-ups, it'll get That's to you. That's why he's wearing glasses lately. He's been going blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Before man. we get into the basketball stuff, as Kamiar mentioned, it is November 1st. Uh, we are officially past spooky season. But I want to know, so Justin is really the only one that should have candy because he's the only one with children. But I think all of us probably have Halloween candy. What Pink is the burn. goat Halloween candy? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, mm. This is like a two-part answer, right? Do you, are you oh, a sour gosh. candy kind of person or a chocolate kind of person? Okay, let's let's do both categories. Yeah, now we're talking. Okay, okay uh, if, if we're going like gummies, then it's Sour Patch <laughs> Watermelons 100%. Correct. False. Oh. Ooh. I, I don't podcast? like watermelon candy. I'm sorry. Oh. It's <laughs> gross. Then what are you going to say? Um, Sour Punch. Okay, that's fair. I prefer, I, prefer the, I prefer the watermelon ones. Yeah, those ones are fucking, Me too. freaking good. They're so good. Oh, dude. What I remember t- one year for teacher appreciation, a kid bought me like a 1.5 pound bag of Sour Patch watermelons. You got to be careful. Yeah. I've gotten those before, too. Yeah. Kids, you got to be careful eating too many. Those massive packs of uh, go, uh, Swedish fish. Yeah. That's also, yeah. also good. <laughs> what are you going to say, Justin? You got to be careful eating too many gummies. Uh, it'll give you the squirts. Yeah. Like I ate, and not the that I would know. Anytime, Speaking of brushing your teeth, yeah. Anytime I eat any gummy worms, like they taste great, but then like I just like have stomach pains afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just like I just can't. I just my yeah. Literally can't and do you ever it. eat like too many of the sour ones that have like the the really gritty texture that it like screws yeah. your tongue up? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I had sour yeah. gummy worms. Yeah. Today. I had sour gummy worms today, but I didn't eat that much because I knew that it would wreck like my stomach like just like, <laughs> yeah it's not like anything it really it, took a turn it's not anything for the bathroom it's just like my stomach hurts yeah it's just like it's uncomfortable yeah no, a like, lot of just, sugar at once so so what about chocolate candy kit kat which is superior kit kat, kat. get or out twix, or twix kit kat twix, twix. I, okay twix hold on right time answer. out yeah have you had the tw- the cookies and cream twix or I the have. peanut butter twix i've no. had no i've had all oh, the they're above. both good i think my og is my still my favorite have Agreed. you guys had the Reese's sticks? Oh yeah, they're good, dude. It's like I a, have not. it's it's re, it, I didn't, it's I, like a Reese's Kit Kat. Reese's Kit Kat. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, it's so good. Like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, intrigued. And do you guys say Reese's or Reese's? I say Reese's. My I go wife says Reese's, and I make fun of her. I say yeah, Reese's, agreed. and I get made fun of for it. It's so. it's Reese's. Uh, good. Good. I go back and forth. It's Reese's um, candy. Reese is Thank a name. Reese is Listen not to a the name. Commercials. I, yeah, uh, listen Reese's, to Will Arnett. Reese's, Reese's are good. Uh, Snickers are good. Kit Kats are good. Yeah, yeah. Butterfingers uh, are good. Butterfingers milk, are kind of underrated. Milk, yeah, that's, they are. Yeah, that's a good. Agreed. And they're really good in ice cream. And, and, and mm. let's talk about the worst Milky Way. 
Yes. Agreed. Yeah, Mil- Milky, Milky Way is three trash. musketeers. Are three like musketeers is the worst, and like See, Milky Way, one like barely above it. See, I, that's how I feel. The flip. I feel like they're both equally garbage, and they're both right. the last ones I would ever eat. But Milky Way is the worst, and Three Musketeers was just a tiny tier above them. <laughs> I, I tried like- to uh, expand my horizons tonight by tr- eating both an Almond Joy and a Mounds. Oh, I love those things. I love coconut. Huh. Low-key, like, never really ate them before, just whatever. But, okay. like, going through my kids' candy, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm 30 it's, years old. I time- think it's time we try a, yeah. we try an Almond Joy. It was not bad. It was not bad. I love I love coconut. Like, I feel I'm like so I've been missing out. You have what about in- Rolos? Rolos yeah, are they're okay. They're, yeah, yeah. What about no, I like how they're bite sized? What about paydays? No, no, I'm out on paydays. Wow, I'm not much a chocolate. payday fan either. It's not chocolate. It's just like peanut. It's just I peanut know that's spray. what I'm saying. You need chocolate. Eh, you don't need chocolate. Cho- chocolate, chocolate candy superior to all other candy. A hundred grands are really good. Hundred grands are. Oh, good. I haven't had a hundred grand. In they're a very long time. underrated. They're fantastic. I'm a big fan of Take Five. Though, yeah, that, that's. I do like Take Fives. Yeah. Those are good. That's usually my like road trip convenience store go to. Hey guys, listening to the podcast, we like candy. <laughs> we, oh, don't worry, we have another twenty-five minute Some segment are worse planned. Than others. <laughs> I just Compare current Thunder players to candy bars. I just realized. Well, then that would make Kyle Singler poop poop poopsicle. <laughs> so what Kyle are we Singler talking about? Three Musketeers. Uh, remember when Antonio <laughs> said off the cuff was like, "Hey, this guy sucks. He belongs in Hawaii." <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of Antonio Daniels, <laughs> that's my segue. Wow, well done. Yeah, that's a great segue. Good Let's job. talk about OKC and the head coaching position because mm. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, <laughs> but they are the only team left in the league without a head coach. You want to know why we just talked about candy for eight minutes? Because Oklahoma City won't do anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm the meme with the guy with the stick poking the thing that says, hey, do something. Do something. Like, anything yep. so a head few coach notes, never heard of her yeah a few notes <laughs> on the head coaching thing that leads me to believe that an announcement is coming sooner rather than later first on friday october 30th uh shams of the athletics said that the nba has formed informed all teams that they can start group practices scrimmages and workouts with uh up to 10 players well how the hell is okc going to do that without a coach because they've already I mean, I know they it. can bring in assistance, but still, that's dumb. You would want your coach there to get as much work with your players as possible, especially if the league's going to kick off on December 22nd, right? How do you know they haven't already just promoted it, Mark Dagenal, internally and just not told anybody? That would be very on-brand for the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Interim head coach, Mo Cheeks. That's for what the I'm time saying. being. Like, let him run practices. He can like, do it. That wouldn't surprise me at all for this Or you have, like, put St. Presti out there. He'll do it. Oh my He'll gosh. run some practices. <laughs> I mean, you do still have Chris Paul. So has there has also there ever true. been a, a has there ever been well, a GM coach in the NBA? It's got to be a no, right? Well, you have like a like uh, think of like Doc Rivers when he was oh, yeah, or, or Stan Van Sant, right, 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 uh, okay. right, right, like president of basketball operations slash slash head coach. I've and always I'm thought that was very for, awkward. Mm-hmm. And I'm not for a Stan good, Van right. to be coaching this. There's year. a reason those aren't around. Yeah, currently. can you imagine coaching a guy and like? Hey, I have high hopes in you, and then you go in the other room and make a phone call to try to trade him. Right. Like, like I just, it'd be I'm, very awkward. I'm so excited to see Stan Van Gunny coaching uh, New Orleans next year. Oh, same. I love Stan. Uh, that's that's a, that's a good team. That's a good coach. I like Should that be fun. a lot. 
Definitely. So more news. Uh, the Houston Rockets hired Steven Silas from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that was the only other coaching job that was open when that one got filled. Obviously now the Thunder are the only one, only team without a coach. Uh, shortly after that, ESPN's Royce Young tweeted, quote, I don't think the Thunder's search will go on too much longer. So those two things combined, the fact that practices are opening up and you would assume the Thunder want to get a coach in as soon as possible to practice with those guys, and Royce's tweet leads me to believe that the Thunder are probably getting pretty close. Would you guys agree? I mean, Mark, Mark Jackson hasn't tweeted lately. Oh, no. Dude, Please I'm don't. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Oklahoma City head coach, um, Urban Meyer, right? Call me on. Yeah, Coach C-U-M. Urban Meyer. There's, Coach a, there's a good acronym no, for that. C-U-M, no, buddy. Coach Urban Meyer. Oh, no, Colonial um, University of Michigan. So you I, know, <laughs> I look forward to uh, Sam Presti scheduling a press conference on the morning of November fourth. Yep. I think that would be a, a good opportunity. You know, there won't be much going on. There probably won't Shut be a lot of news. Hate you. Could really. Uh, <laughs> Be a good time to introduce a, a, a new head coach. I mean, it would be a dead time in the NBA, to your point. Okay, so I I saw um, I saw Royce's tweet, and originally I kind of thought that maybe it was just nothing more than just speculation on his part. Although, obviously, with Royce, who's maybe one of the most connected uh, media member in the in, within the OKC he is Thunder the Thunder Whisperer because he right. knows more than a lot of us do, and a mm-hmm. lot of us know nothing, even right. Woj. Exactly. So then, but. I got since then. I've listened to some different podcasts. Uh, Andrew Schlecht, John Hamm, others who have kind of like made some like just some like interesting comments. So just make me think that like yeah, you've heard something from Royce. <laughs> so it would not surprise me. And oh, and there was something else too. Um, I think it was a uh, I think it was Keith Smith, friend of the the podcast, Keith Smith, who mentioned that Royce Young said that the the OKC coach could be announced as soon as Thursday or Friday, which was this past week, and if not, like, early next week. Now, maybe he was just, like, inferring as well into the comment that Royce made on Twitter, but nevertheless, it definitely seems like... Um, and, and then, I mean, I know you're going to get into this, Jacob, but there's some other candidates who have gone elsewhere who, at some point, maybe were linked to this head coaching position mm-hmm. for OKC. Makes me think that the Thunder have informed some of these others, such as uh, Udoka and Kenny Atkinson and Dan Craig, others, that they kind of have settled in on a candidate or two, and maybe it's just a matter of time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's early this coming week. How would you guys feel if it was like a former player that isn't like, that's a young former player, not like somebody like Mo Cheeks? Coach Perk. Yeah, I no. Got like I'm not like like, but so, of course not Perkins. But I'm saying like somebody around his age or of yeah. course like ten, five, ten years older. Coach Kyle Singler. How would you How would you feel with somebody <laughs> like that? It'd be interesting. Yeah, it, honestly, I'm a little indifferent on the coach. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting when they hire somebody that we kind of. I think that's gonna be a glimpse into their thought process on right. where they're moving forward with. But the actual coach themselves, like. There's a small handful of coaches that I'd be like, oh, wow, this is really cool and interesting. But the rest of them, I'm just going to kind of be like, meh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that knowing Presti, you know, we've talked about so many names. There's been speculation about a large number of names. A lot of them have been hired. Like, it's going to be none of those. It's going to be somebody, be. and we're all going to have to Google him and see who it is yep. and see where That's he was. That's kind of how I feel. Yep. Or it's going to be Kevin Ollie part two. We're <laughs> just going to have to <laughs> yeah. Google him again. Yes. God, do you remember when Kevin Ollie was a, like, 
the and hot ticket on the then block. Subsequently, he had horrible seasons at UConn yeah. and got fired. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Good speaking times. of candidates, uh, as Taylor alluded to, uh, Ime Odoka uh, was a possible candidate. He has now been hired by the Brooklyn Nets, which is really weird because Steve Nash is the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets and Mike D'Antoni and Amari yes. Stoudemire is on his staff, which is it's just amazing. weird. Yeah, that was my jam back in the day on NBA Live. Yep. That was my go-to team. Oh yeah, that so was, good. That was before the NBA Live 2K kind of transition everybody yeah. made. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, other possible candidates: Kenny Atkinson and Dan Craig, both to the Los Angeles Clippers. So the list of candidates is quickly dwindling. So that means I want to ask you guys. I have a, a small handful of candidates here. It's a one, two, three, five candidates. I want you guys to put them in order from most likely oh, to least likely uh, <laughs> to be hired by the Thunder as the next head coach. Going full teacher on us again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay, here are your five candidates. and You guys rearrange them and discuss and figure out which order you want, the, want to put them in. Uh, we have Brian Keefe who is currently with the Thunder. Uh, two people with the Spurs, Will Hardy and Becky Hammond. Uh, David Vanterpool, who is currently with the Timberwolves, and Adrian Griffin, who is currently with the Toronto Raptors. I don't know why, but just especially seeing like we some of the names we mentioned earlier kind of dropping off and going elsewhere, um, I just feel really strongly right now about Will Hardy. Again, that means that I, it, there's a good possibility that there's uh, the candidate that Presti probably has already chosen is not even on this list. But with that being said, <laughs> I think Hardy is kind of the guy. He's he's young. Um, he's mm. gone up through the Coach Pop uh, Spurs coaching tree. He's sharp. Um, I think he could do a really good job with a young young team uh, full of young players. I, I don't know. I just Hardy kind of seems like the guy. For some reason, I think Griffin's a little too old. Vanterpool is also a little too old. We talked in the past. Oh, Hammond, uh, maybe she wouldn't be a great fit in a a startup team like OKC. Maybe she'd be better suited for a position like maybe um, the Pacers, who have already gone ahead and hired a head coach. And then Brian Keefe is also uh, probably very likely as well. I'd, I'd probably put Hardy one and Keefe two. What do you guys think? Do you disagree? So about the Heyman thing because i i was thinking about this because i know we had we've talked about this and i've heard you guys talk about it a couple times about how why would she leave for a spot at the spurs to go join like a startup at okc and i started realizing what the spurs are are the spurs not just like a year away from having to tank themselves because they've got old players that are not good and then they have a piece in like Dejounte murray like Spurs are, they, are yeah. in a weird spot. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they're in that spot where they need to tank or do something uh-huh. else. And it's like, I don't see why she maybe wouldn't be out of line because the Spurs are not going forward in, by any means. They're at the point to where they're going to have to unload, you know, their bad, their old bad players. LaMarcus Aldridge is not it. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is not it. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like she would be a candidate, but I don't think at all she would be considered to be a candidate by Presti. And I was thinking about this. Do you think NBA teams, because NBA teams and NFL teams for years struggled with hiring minority coaches, do you think NBA teams might be struggle to hire the first female coach, especially maybe in the South in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. I I think you're exact. I, yeah, and that yeah, they and think that it sucks. might turn off. And that, that they right. might it might turn off free agents. 
that that that's uh, one of the reasons why. That's an uh, that's an interesting point, but uh, I mean, even I, I don't think the free agent there. thing would be as even, big of a I mean, deal in Oklahoma right. City because they're not going to get free repu- agents anyways. Like, she has a reputation right. among players where like uh, team, like players could ask each other, "Hey, how's Coach Hammond?" But I still feel like there are dudes like in the like, you think Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson didn't give a shit about what his coach said in the first place. Do you think Allen Iverson would care about what Coach Hammond might say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Draymond Green or like, or having Be- some thoughts. Be- Becky Hammond coaching Russ, you think? Like, come on. Uh, like, that's yeah, what I was going to say. The Russell good Westbrook point. one is another example. Um, it's sad, but if the Thunder start going sad. younger and younger, I think it makes a little more sense. But right. at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I would like we would like all understand her professionality, and Russ would just be a dick regardless. But yeah, like I think well, Hardy's really good. Uh, Justin, didn't you like not like Vanterpool? <laughs> I have no problem with Vanterpool. Um, I think I thought we had a conversation about it the other day, and then just <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke around Vanterpool. If you what's the delve smoke? through the Thunder Twitterverse, <laughs> give me smoke? all the smoke. You don't smoke <laughs> there bro. it is. Give I just think I, I go back to what I said earlier of like I don't know. It feels like any time we try to guess what Presty's <laughs> gonna do, the more people convince themselves of uh, that they know what he's going to do. Uh, the more wrong that we end up oh, being. Oh, so hedging is bad. That's what you're saying. Hedging is bad. <laughs> Don't hedge your bets. Hey, call me, Art. I'll, uh, I'll put it this way. We have a very important uh, election in the United States coming up on Tuesday. You what? You have to be very careful with some of the news you consume because some of it may not be true. And I think uh, that could be the case when it comes mm, to David Vanterpool. Fake news. Well, there hey, it is. I just looked it up. David Vanterpool is 6'5", 200 pounds. F the coach. We need a starting small forward. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. <laughs> Player that coach David do. Vanterpool. Yep, that's true. I, I think Vanterpool is more likely than oh, Adrian Jackie Griffin. Moon. Let's get Jackie Moon Jackie this thing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of coach and GM, Jackie Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I think Adrian Griffin goes at the bottom of this list. Do you guys I agree? agree? Yep. Yeah, I do. I agree. I do. Especially after the reports that apparently he beats his wife. I think that's exactly the reason right there. Well, do you remember when DeAndre Liggins was having Xbox problems? <laughs> Those, the Red, the Red Ring of Death, Ring of death, death would, would he, get anybody riled up. Where did, where did he surface? Didn't he surface on like he like didn't he was play? Was he it played, the Knicks? The or was Knicks, it Miami? Or the, the I think maybe I thought it might be the Heat or the Nets. <laughs> I can't remember. One of those three. Because oh, I remember him Liggins. resurfacing. I was like, holy crap, I haven't seen DeAndre Liggins in a long time. And he was he was supposed to be good. He was like the original yeah. homie. He, he, yeah, he, he was the Hamadou Diallo back in the day. Yeah. Okay, so are we, where, who are we putting at the top of that list <laughs> before we get way too Hardy, far out and left Hardy. Field? Good. We all okay, agree. Will Hardy's agree. at the top Thank of the you. list. Yes. yes, Hardy boys. Okay, yeah. do we agree yeah. that Keith is two? Uh, yeah, uh, like, like, okay. Yeah, that's hard to say. I, I would think that Keith would probably actually might be like one A, one B because Oklahoma City loves promoting. That's kind of how I feel as well. Call are. I like that. Well, see, that's interesting because I think if it was going to be Brian Keith, wouldn't they have done it already? No, that's fair. That's what, I'm, well, that's what I said earlier. They might have done the, it already. Not that's what about. I was going to say. It, it's the flip side of they don't technically have to do anything. Yeah, they just run you the know if he's if he's the new head coach and he, he's already on the payroll and he's already in the building, the he could be it. operating as head coach, and it's just a matter of signing a contract that's, and, and that's changing the most his salary. Thing to do is just like he knows a guy that he loves personally, and then they does whatever. Like he he's just they're just that would make that would make so much sense for OKC as far how secret they are. Okay, yeah, so fair. if we're 
if we're putting Adrian Griffin at the bottom, uh, who is second to last, Vanterpool or Heyman? Ooh. I think it's Heyman. I think it's Heyman because it just feels like the buzz around Heyman is mostly like people saying, oh, that'd be really cool. I'd love to see Oklahoma City get her. It doesn't seem to be coming the other way at all. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. ooh, Becky Heyman's really interested in the Thunder. The Thunder having talked about Becky Heyman. Like, yeah. There doesn't seem to even be like a smidgen of at talk. All. At all. Yeah, but to that to that point, aren't the Thunder and the Spurs like mm. the two most close-lipped franchises in the league? This is mm. true. That's, that's true. But I just I – mean, I just I so Maybe know. Hardy is a smokescreen for Hammond. There I mean, you go. Yeah, there it is. Because Hammond hey, – like, I would be ex- – I'd be super excited about that. But just me personally, if I'm ranking this candidates, I'm going Hardy 1, Keith 2, Griffin 3, Vanterpool 4, and Hammond 5. Just for oh, reasons. Oh, wow. You have Adrian Griffin high. But just for the reason that we've talked about um, and possibly – and past podcasts, I think they they would go with Griffin first over Vanderpool just because Griffin has way more connections in OKC, um, closer I think to Sam Preston than Vanderpool is, um, has been the organization probably longer, and just I trust Griffin I think a little more than I do Vanderpool when it comes to the OKC organization. Now I think Vanderpool probably has a little more experience, uh, maybe more suited for a head coaching position, but regardless, both of those guys are like we've talked about a little older. Neither of those really get me excited. Um, so that's kind of why I just I lean towards Hardy or Keith and or Hammond. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's somebody outside of this entire list, which mm-hmm. we'll see. But I hope it's by Monday, Tuesday. Well, that was my next question was, I want you guys to make a prediction now. No. Will the Thunder coaching <laughs> hire be one of these five we just talked about? Oh. Or will it be somebody else? Somebody else. Somebody else. Uh, yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking the field. I would take Somebody the field else. if I'm putting. Uh, ben I don't on tr- Yeah, man. Like it's just, it's just how Sam Presti has operated exactly. forever. Like, he, like look at the last draft picks. Even the ones that he was supposed to make never actually were the ones that they. The only yep. one that ever he, he was supposed to make was Kevin Durant. Everything else was a surprise from yep. Russell Westbrook to James Harden to every, everybody else. And like yeah, it's just like this, uh, Darius Baisley, and everybody has to Google everything that OKC does. It's frustrating. <laughs> I think in as in regards to timing, uh, I think there's maybe a chance like it either needs to happen tomorrow or it's gonna be yeah. like yeah. a week. Guys, I just got a text. Uh, Coach K was spotted at Charleston's <laughs> this evening. I hate you. <laughs> Her mahogany's well, well, maybe. <laughs> Justin, staying on that note, uh, I I have something here I wanted to ask. If you guys had to bet, I'm making you make another bet here. And and for the record, since all of you guys took the field, I'm taking one of the five we we listed. There it is. We owe which you one? Which one? Oh, I don't know. Just one of those five. Pick we, one. We you guys you have the list candy. of all the yeah. rest of the seven billion people so? on the planet. I'm taking these five. All right, so. boo. <laughs> F you. You can tell Justin's we, kids are getting older <laughs> as he starts to. <laughs> we will uh, we will be recording another draft podcast on Wednesday night. Are we going to record an emergency podcast for a OKC Thunder coaching hire before then? Yes. I think yes. they do it. I think they do it in the next couple of days. I'll be disappointed if if they haven't. I mean, I think that like. M- I don't know if I should say something's wrong at that point, but just like something's weird <laughs> if we are not. Uh, if, if That's the thing spot. is like we're we're getting so close to the draft, and like w- again they can have practice, about, like yeah, or like with practice and facilities practice. opening up. But but I just I don't know the, this election is gonna dominate the news cycle for like a week. I feel like yeah. So how do you know? How do you know he hasn't already made a 
uh, you, you drop it tomorrow and get it out of the way news. before. Well, that's what I'm saying. Tuesday. I feel like it yeah. either it either has to happen tomorrow or it's going to be like Tuesday Friday b- before. Well, oh, yeah, yeah I get I get that, but also at the same time, like I don't think the Thunder are living for the publicity. So, like if they drop it during the, you know, maybe not on Tuesday, but like on Wednesday, and you know, during I just think a it would be weird talk. It, it would. I would definitely do. They're so it would be weird. The Thunder like, are so intentional about everything. I'm not saying that they want like all the headlines to be about them. I just think it would be weird because, because we don't know what's going to happen Tuesday night and what the news cycle is going to look like Wednesday. Right. It feels very unprecedented like to be like, nah, our, screw it. We'll, we'll drop it on Wednesday. You look at our leaders, uh, the leaders on our team who are very, you know, pro vote and uh, have had a really strong voice when it comes to uh, this election in general. It would seem strange to not even have a, a, a leader in position at that point. You know what I mean? Like it almost is a bad look. And when you have well, a player like Chris Paul on your team. Yeah, and to that point, would it be a bad look, like Justin was mentioning, to drop your coaching news right, whenever when all that's you, going on. everything has been focused on the voting initiative for so exactly. long? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and Presley's very well aware of all these things. I mean, uh, he's the last person you would expect to do anything to kind of uh, go against that, I guess. For sure. Yeah. So, Justin, or sorry, Kamiar has said, that they will announce a coach and we will be emergency potting before Wednesday night. Yeah, what I'd do be, you other two I'd think? Be, yeah, I'd be surprised before even before Tuesday. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. Um, I'd be very surprised. Um, I, I, I'm going to be watching my phone heavily tomorrow. It, I mean, as much as I can. I'm going to have a busy day tomorrow, but I'm going to keep it close. I'm saying no. I think that there's, I don't know, I, uh, there's, there's more important things to focus on between now and Tuesday and then the aftermath of Tuesday, I think is there's going to be a buffer period. Um, maybe Wednesday, but that would surprise me. I think like maybe next end, of, week, end of the week yeah, is more likely. Fair. So what you're saying is we're going to record Wednesday. We're going to drop a pod. And then Thursday, we're going to drop we're another pod. back together. We're going to upload the pod <laughs> late Wednesday. And then an hour later, we're going to jump back on. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> let's shift gears a little bit here uh, and talk about Chris Paul. Um, as Taylor and Nick noted on the last episode of The Uncontested. Dang straight. Philly, which that was a really good episode, by the way. I was Thank very you. impressed. Even good though job. we kind of threw you under the bus and like. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate elbowed that. you a little bit. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers now have two ties to Chris Paul. Uh, the head coach, Doc Rivers, and the newly appointed president of basketball ops, Daryl Morey. Does this change your thoughts on a Chris Paul to Philly deal? Does this make Chris Paul to Philly uh, more of a possibility, do you guys think? It's interesting. I mean, it, it makes the 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 juicy plot line jump out at you. I just wonder, like we know that Daryl Morey was a CP3 guy, Um in during his tenure in Houston, but I just wonder it's one of those things that's like, yeah, I loved my time with you when we used to work together. Now I'm at a new job. Do do I want to work with you again? No, but I really appreciated our time together. Like I feel like there there might be some of that there. Like just because he was a Chris Paul guy in Houston doesn't mean he's gonna be clamoring to give him forty million in Philly. I almost feel like there might be a little bit of you know, Tillman Fertitta cut that that marriage short oh with Chris gosh. Paul 
and the Houston Rockets because <laughs> Tillman Fertitta is a damn idiot. Oh my god! And and forced the the Paul Westbrook trade. Maybe this is a little bit of Morey saying, "I'm going to prove that I made the right choice We're trading bitch. for Chris, and I'm going to win oh the title." Oh my gosh, with guys! What Gary England just liked one of my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. OKC legend Gary Ingles. He is a legend. It. The weather wizard. The weather he blocked wizard. me for a while. He can yeah, I, did, I, I had to tweet him to unblock you. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do actually. And then he Maybe unblocked that's why he likes you. you. That's so he did. Awesome. He listens to you, man. You're the you're the Gary whisperer. Oh, Gary England forecasts who the next head coach of the OKC Thunder will be. Nice. <laughs> Gary England's too damn old. That's probably why he blocked me. Just doesn't have it anymore. Um, so uh, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> so so, so th- thoughts on CP3 to Philly? Like, is it more likely now? I think there might be a chance that we've we've talked about it at nauseum. It makes a lot of sense for Chris Paul to play in Philly. It does, and I they think- have the mm-hmm. contracts to match. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a Maury like I'm going to prove to you that I made the right decision by trading for Chris. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to, you know, make some noise out here in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and one thing that uh, Nick and I mentioned on. Uh, I guess Thursday's podcast we recorded on Wednesday was the whole Maury and um, and Presti connection there, right? Like they've they've done plenty of deals before. It would mm-hmm. not surprise me if they're already talking about this. Now, at the same time, I don't expect Maury to just go crazy and start trading away Ben Simmons and trying to build around like Joel Embiid or vice versa. But as we've discussed on the pod and have had guests on the pod to discuss this as well, there's ways to do this where you bring CP3 to play with Ben and Embiid um, all on the same team, right? So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they're already talking about it, but I wouldn't expect Maury just to just, you know, that's the first that's his first thing on his mind when he takes his job. He's going to pull the trigger. Um, he's going to be weighing all options here. But all that to say, I definitely think they're they're talking at this point. What if Maury called Presty and said, I want to shake things up drastically. I want Chris Paul. I'm going to send you back Ben Simmons, but I need picks. How many picks would you be okay with OKC giving up to get Ben Simmons? I'm, I can't wait for for the difference between Taylor's answer here and Kamiar's answer here. Kamiar's <laughs> <laughs> like, zero picks. I'm like, 10 Kamiar's picks. going to say, you send us picks. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I Ben Simmons is a very, very good player. At this point of where OKC is right now, I don't really want Ben Simmons on this basketball team. Oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't do the trade in general, but it, like, if Pressy is all gung ho and, and wanting to do it, I'd say like three, three first rounders and maybe like a pick swap. Um, I think that's probably fair. That would probably get Maury to pull the trigger. Um, Maury slash, I guess, Elton Brand. I guess they're working in tandem, whatever. But again, I just like that doesn't really get me excited as a Thunder fan. I just, what? that doesn't like re-spark the, it doesn't like accelerate the rebuild for me. What if it was give me everything I gave you in the Russell Westbrook trade plus Darius Baisley? No. Chris, no. two picks, two swaps, and Bays. No. And, and, and Presti knows that. He's won two straight trades, two huge trades now. Um, he hasn't pulled the trigger for Ben Simmons off of that. I agree. I don't know if you're waiting for Kamehameha to respond, but um, I, yeah, Ben Simmons is a great player. Ben Simmons doesn't fit the picture of OKC 2.0, nor, uh, mostly because of, of the timeline. Um, 
as much as Presley loves uh, lanky guys who can't shoot, um, I, I just, I'm with Taylor. It, it doesn't get me excited. I don't think that that's like, I think I'd rather have a, a, a pick, honestly. Okay, interesting. Um, I was just, really, I was just holding out for Kamiar to say uh, Ben Simmons is Andre, Andre Robertson, Robertson with handles. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gotten a little bit better. He's actually, he's actually Evan Turner that plays a little bit of defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, man. is that yeah, no. better? <laughs> I don't think that's better. <laughs> hey, Nick, Evan Turner's offensive game was better, and he just wasn't that great. He was okay on defense, but he wasn't that great. But if you just upped his defense a little bit, now now we're making we're making progress. You know, Ben Simmons. Apparently, I, I, I thought they did a lot better with the true point guard. I'm sorry. Is Ben I, yeah. Simmons the Tanner Mordecai of uh, of NBA players? No, because he's the Tanner Trevor Mordecai Knight. is good. Like, and so, and, and I, I just like Ben Simmons. I'm sure he's a good. He's a good player. He he's a massive like Rondo basically. Um, that's, that's actually I actually that's, like yeah, that. Comp. I do too. Third time's the charm. Call me on. Well, like, there it is. Like I just like to make fun of players I hate. And so, but he's a he's a massive Rondo. But like, what are we gonna do with a massive Rondo in our league? Like unless you can't shoot, they're like they're just gonna keep on like, playing you a same way, and then you're gonna be a non-factor unless you have really good shooters around you. And you're one of your really good shooters, or one of your two best shooters in the team, cannot be Joel Embiid. So that team is structurally just flawed from the get go, and so like I wouldn't I wouldn't want Ben Simmons, but I don't think the Sixers want kind of Ben Simmons either. It just depends on like what kind of point guard they could have. So I think Chris Paul there would make sense, but nobody's getting Ben Simmons. I wonder could you flip Ben Simmons? Like if the Thunder did a deal and they bring they send Chris Paul to Philly, they get Ben Simmons. Like could they turn Ben Simmons into some good draft capital? Yes, but the amount of stuff you'd have to get up, give up to get Ben, I don't think uh, you'd get equitable value. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, speaking of deals to Philly, uh, I want to know which of their assets you guys value the most. Um, Do you value Matisse Thybul more? OKC getting their 2020 first round pick back, which is the 21st overall pick, or a lottery protected 2021 first from Philly? I just I'm all in on the picks, and I think our listeners know this. Um, every past couple of podcasts, you know, I've been mentioning this. I'm especially 2021, 2022. I just feel like that's a, like the sweet sweet spot of NBA drafts. Um, give me all the picks we can get. I think I might take Thibel. I'm I'm with Taylor picks picks over everything, but I, I like Thibel. Uh, I like his Do you energy. Like him I like with Dort though. Uh, I don't know because like who who on this roster is really set in stone? Nobody. But do you nobody? Want, like, do you want Dort and Thibel playing alongside like SGA? Like is that your? I don't know. Three? We're gonna watch a lot of stupid stuff over the next. I mean, that gets you a better pick in your defense. But but if if we're gonna be is almost four years older than uh, Darius Baisley. Gross. But Baisley's super young. He is super. Thibel's gonna be twenty four in March. But if we're gonna be watching weird stuff, uh, Tybal can document make it for weird. us. That's true. Can, That's he can make point. some good, good. Uh, Him and Baisley would have us. a lot of fun on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but like, see, yeah, yeah, he's right because Baisley is really young. Because like, you want to fit a core around like what Shay's age, and or maybe a, a tiny bit younger. But like, but yeah, like, what? How old is Shay? Like twenty four. 
Shay's 21. 20, yeah. Oh. oh Shay's 21, yeah. Actually, and and Tease dis- is going to be 24 in March. We discussed this in the Slack about what is the kind of the cutoff age for yes. that, that's, that young mm-hmm. core that one time. And, yeah, what we discussed, the cutoff age was like 24, wasn't it? Yeah, right around there. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. So, so Kamiar, do you value Tease or a pick more? Ooh, man. I, Matisse Thibault is probably going to be a really good 3 and D player in the NBA. Um, but he clearly is not going to get you over the hump, whereas a pick can just be another Matisse Thibel, or it can be a possible superstar Kawhi that you can build. So I'm going with the pick. I'm going with the pick, too. It's not about immediate success. It's not about immediate success. Although a te- a defensive team of Shea, Dort, Teese, <laughs> Steven Adams... Be a pretty Baze. good defensive Baze. team. Baze. That's a Baze. wild, wild. That's a lot of length. Lineup, yeah. That's a that's lot a, of length. And then <laughs> a lot of length and dirt, uh, Dort's the girth. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect combination. Just got one ball on the court though. So. Just got one. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Well done. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, Stop talking about people with one testicle and let Justin tell you guys about Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in hire. Maybe the Thunder should uh, scout out Indeed to hire a coach, uh, because 73% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. And while you might not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today, take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses, and don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's take ourselves a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> 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 
So it seems like there's been some pushback from the players on tipping off the season on December 22nd. Um, the NBA, MBPA, and the league um, have pushed back the opt-out date for the CBA yet again. It was supposed to expire Friday. They pushed it back another week. Well, thank God. It keeps sounding we, – we keep saying, oh, this week we'll get a lot of answers, and it hasn't happened. I feel like we're up against the deadline now, though. Like we're, we're pushing it. They're going to have to get some stuff figured out. Uh, from what has been reported, it seems like the players are more in on starting on Martin Luther King Day, which would be January 18th. The league and the owners want to start by December 22nd. And there's been reports that the league could save uh, and, and salvage $500 million if they start on the 22nd versus January 18th. Any cause for worry here that we, we might be pushing for a lockout, like like we might run into some some bigger problems with the back and forth between these negotiations? I think there's a little too much at stake for a lockout. Uh, I'd be very surprised if we get to that point. I don't see either side just wanting to completely tear up the current CBA and, and just you know start from scratch and, like you said, Jacob, go into a lockout. Um, but what really surprises me, and I understand why the players would not want to uh, play until maybe a little later, give them a little more time to gear up, uh, let things settle. I mean, like we talked about on the past couple of podcasts, this would mean that some of the free agents wouldn't even have a team when teams are in, in training camp. And some of the uh, draft picks, maybe the international draft picks, maybe not even be with their teams for the start of training camp because of quarantine and, and, and other situations. So with all that being said, I understand where the players are coming from. But $500 million is a lot of money, especially when you're trying to negotiate how much you're going to put in escrow, which is a, a separate issue. You know, Typically, I think it's like 10% that they put in or something like that, and they have been talking about putting up to as much as like 30% this season in escrow, which means that at the end of the season, um, depending on how much the league made in revenue, then um, the, the players would receive so much of that back, or the league could agree to hold on to some of that money. But I think what was really interesting is that this week we learned that the NBA said, okay, we understand that you guys really want to play in January, but we're going to give you this first ultimatum, which is if you guys start in January, you're only going to play like 55 games or whatever that number was, which is significantly mm-hmm. less than 75 games, which therefore is significantly less money and revenue being made. And yeah, so and I, a lot of the, the local TV deals require right. them to play X amount of games. That's why we had to have so many games in the bubble. So I think it's important to see that the the league is it's kind of starting to push back a little bit. They aren't being nearly as aggressive maybe as the Stern days, right? Where it would have been like, nope, you're agreeing to this, or we're tearing up the you know the our, our current contract and we're going to go into a lockout. Very nice. That's not that's not what's uh, that's not <laughs> what um I almost said Stern again. That's not what Adam Silver and this this you know leadership is doing. But this is kind of the first time we've seen them put like a okay but and kind of push back a little bit so i found that interesting you're you're seeing some players too even push for the later start date and the 72 game season and just saying basically screw the olympics which honestly is an interesting thought for me of like what do the olympics look like what do the Olympics True. actually look like is next there summer? An Olympics? Like- right. That's what. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, how much emphasis should we really be worrying about the Olympics versus like, yeah, let's just start MLK Day, play through the Olympics. You could still technically field a team, like lots of other sports do it, 
um, and they just, you know, take a little hiatus for the Olympics, it's not out of the question. It would be weird and obviously not ideal, but like if you're choosing between uh, playing a 55 game season and maybe overlapping the Olympics, I think you probably overlap the Olympics. Well, and a few things on that. There's been, I've, I've heard some talk that the TV partners do not want to compete with eyeballs, yes. ver- Olympics versus NBA. I saw that as And well. that they don't sure. think people have the appetite to watch the NBA throughout the entire summer. Also, I know a lot of international players are very, very much bought in on playing for their national team in the Olympics. Not just America, but like Gallinari, I know, really wants to play for Italy. Giannis, um, you know, Luca, like some of the big well, names. Well, and I think that, that you, you know, yep. look at what other sports do. The, the challenge would be, you know, that would be towards the end of the season, which is not really a great time for a break. Um, but you look at like, it, it, not that the, the MLS is like a great comparison because it's not in the same stratosphere as the NBA, but like their season goes through the summer when they're, when there's the Olympics, they take a little break. Um, a lot of times they, they'll play games without the international players, which I don't think would ever happen in the NBA. Uh, but like they, they take a little break and then they get back to it and they resume the schedule. And I, it, if you adjusted things, it's no different than like an all-star break. See, I think that is so unlikely. I, I think the owners say, hell no. I mean, Do you think that. they'd rather play a 55-game season? I don't think they want their, their star players going to play in the Olympics, risking injury, and then like tanking their season if they get hurt. I, well, I'm, I think not, that's, I'm not saying they're going, but like taking a break. I, for the Olympics, if it were this like this season, for example, and we were playing into October, then what you're saying, Justin, I think does make sense. Yeah, but I, I, I would think that the current agreement would be ripped up, and we'd be in a lockout before uh, they would agree to a, like you say, either a 55 yeah. season or an additional break, because they're talking about just getting rid of the All Star break at this right. point, right? Um, right. Or, but that's sorry, all. That's all done. That's all done with the hopes of finishing before the Olympics. Oh, right. Right. So if that goes out the window, which again I agree is probably a very unlikely scenario, uh, but for the sake of conversation, you know, then you're not as rushed. You can space things out more. But I, it, I think it's not ideal. Like Jacob mentioned, the 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 losers in that scenario is the TV partners. But because, it's not just Olympics. The other thing they mentioned is that the summer ratings were bad. Right. Which exactly. there was a lot of reasons into this as well. And I, and I kind of see where you're coming from, Justin. Um, I, I kind of agree with you to a point. But summer ratings are bad just in general because it's summer. And then the other issue is you're getting into NFL football. And I think a lot of those reasons are why we've seen ratings lower. Um, and I, I think that's kind of some of the things that the NBA is trying to avoid this coming season, and which is why they're trying to get closer and closer to a more normal season. Although all that to say, I think there are like, like there's a big push to start like around the Christmas calendar and then kind of finish around this, I guess this finish line that they're hoping for, which would be like what early June, mid June. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It, it sounds like there's a lot of emphasis around having like a normal next season, not, not 2021 but the the following season so ensuring that the schedule works out in a way that we can have a more normal off season more normal time frame heading into that season where right. there's a a more a higher potential of fans being in the stands at that point and trying to make that as normal as possible i think you're going to reach a tipping point with this though of like the players can be hard line of you know we're not playing but 
the problem is it all comes down to money. It comes down to money for both sides. And what's interesting, you're right. What's interesting is like the MBPA has been criticized a little bit of being player friendly, but being mostly player friendly. If you're a superstar, if you're a LeBron James or Chris Paul or somebody like that, and are they going to be affected financially? If the NBA loses 500 million, not near as much as Hamadou Diallo, as, as those guys that need those those type of contracts because those are the ones that are going to get reduced. People people aren't going to be reducing the superstar salary. They're going to still get their max. Um, where it's going to hurt people is on the lower-end contracts. Those are just going to get smaller. And Definitely. The, and the guys farther down the totem pole are going to get a smaller piece of the pie, and that's where this gets interesting and where the, the rubber kind of meets the road. Definitely. The 30% in escrow. I mean, Chris Paul losing 30% of his salary, that's a big number, but Chris is still making a shitload of money. Right. Lugens Dort losing 30% of his salary is a lot more significant. Yep. A exactly. lot more significant. And speaking Good of, I, I, I think you hit the nail. Yeah. I think you hit the <laughs> nail on the head with, you know, the, the MBPA catering to the star players. I can tell you right now, the, the players for Atlanta and Minnesota and the Knicks and the Cavaliers, they don't want to wait yeah. until January 18th. Right. They're ready to play now. Mm-hmm. It's the Lakers and the Heat and the Clippers who are probably the ones pushing back, you know, because they had longer playoff runs. Exactly. And so it's quicker for them. So it, it is definitely interesting. My question for you guys, where are you leaning on this? When do you think we will get well not not when we get the announcement but when we do get the announcement what do you think it will be for the the start date are we starting december 22nd are we starting january 18th or are we starting somewhere in the middle and where at in that middle i say the 18th because they're starting they want to start it that way for a symbolic reason and they're going to have to work, figure out the games and the money afterwards i think the i think the start date for the players is firm i think the numbers are not hmm interesting yeah I I think I lean towards Kamiar. I think that it felt like December 22nd came fast and it kind of came out of left field. And I feel like it was um, maybe a negotiation tactic to put some heat on to maybe make January 18th feel more palatable of, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what the NBA wanted that's and they true. pushed December so 22nd to try and, and like before that's a good point. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, uh, but I, I'm with Kamir. If I have to pick between the two, I think I'm picking January 18th. Oh, man. So I was going to go with December 22nd, but you guys like made some really good points there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see where you're going with there. Like, over. Like, why, why, like why are we going like gen- to choose December? Well, I think I still am because money is everything. <laughs> money is everything. I'm with you, Taylor. Um, every, everything last season, the amount of money that they lost, although it wasn't quite as much, what they did mention when they did announce that official number, which I can't remember, I'm not going to make up off the top of my head on this podcast. You don't want to. There's going to be going to be much more revenue loss this coming season, because as we've seen, um, not to get political, but with the current cases, uh, COVID cases rising across the United States, it's very unlikely that we have fans in stadiums at least at full capacity, um, at least until probably 2022. So with all that being said, I think the sooner you can get games played, um, the more money you're going to start to make, and money means everything especially when it comes to these players' contracts, these players' potential contracts. There's a lot at stake here. You're talking about salary cap. Just a, We mentioned the CBA. 
I'm leaning, I'm still leaning towards December 22nd, but I, I do see where you two are coming from because, like I said, we were talking like February, March before all this mm-hmm. got leaked. So it makes sense, like you said, Justin, to leak that December 22nd date or to lead with that December 22nd date in negotiations to kind of settle on a in between December, late December, and early March. Um, January 18th would be that date. I'm going early. I'm going to say they're going to have games on Christmas Day. Yes. Sign me up. I, I'd be all about I, I just think, again, I just think the money is too big of a deal. Um, losing that much money is too big of a deal. And even if the players uh, get the option to, like, opt out of playing in certain games and there's not going to be fines for um, for load management and stuff, uh, they, they will do that. But I think they're going to push to start as early as possible. And I think when push comes to shove, uh, it's the, the MBPA is going to have to, to flex a little bit and say, you know what, we will start earlier because that money, like Justin mentioned, uh, for, especially for our lower salaried guys is, uh, is really like non-negotiable. We have to get that money. So true. Get that money, get that (laughs) money. All right, well, let's finish up and throw it over to Justin to talk about some NBA jerseys. Yeah. So you want to talk about the Thunder not doing anything um, or being secretive or however you want to think about it. Um, that apparently applies to jersey leaking as well. Because over the last, I don't know, like week or so, I feel like it really started turning up the last week. Um, NBA City Edition uniforms uh, have been flying out all over Twitter, mostly from this one account that's based in Brazil, camisas.nba. Been killing um, it. Killing the game. I don't know who their source is or source is. It's like direct pictures. It's like <laughs> photos of the retail jerseys on various uh, sheets. Uh, That's the best <laughs> feels part. Like they're coming it's on like their from, beds. <laughs> from different places because it's, it's lots of different sheets. Um, but we've seen a lot of different jerseys come out. Uh, Oklahoma City is not one of them. But some uh, have been pretty good. And some have been um, horrendous, I, I think, is a, a, a safe... It's a wide uh, scale. <laughs> it's a wide gamut. Uh, let's start with horrendous. The New York Knicks. Oh. Um, good <laughs> grief. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. The New York Knicks design, uh, I highly encourage you to go look at it and then get some um, hand soap for your eyeballs. It's got like this blue and orange gradient. It's got this weird circle design on the front that includes all of these words. City never sleeps New York Knicks on the front, which just is way too many words for the front of a jersey. Um, I've seen that this is supposed to be inspired by a uh, like a, a streetwear uh, shoe line, the, the Kith line. And the Kith shoes look kind of cool. It just... It didn't translate well to a jersey, but I think it's fitting for the dumpster fire of the Knicks. Um, also in in the bad bucket, in my opinion, is uh, New Orleans. New Orleans just said like, hey, our flag's cool. Let's put it on a jersey. And I feel like one, it looks bad, but two, it's going to look extra bad on Zion because it's like thick horizontal stripes. Well, did you see the model that was wearing it? He even looks sad. (laughs) (laughs) I just think they should have, they should have done our boys. Ion with some vertical pinstripes. That's all I'm saying. Um, why is that? Why is that? uh, Because you tell me, Kamiar. 
Well, you wouldn't have. Yeah, you wouldn't have the conversation in the Discord. He never said anything back, Justin. <laughs> I talked about putting your kids in cages, and you stopped talking. Okay, to me. you can't. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I'm just saying he he needs a his he needs a little help with this figure. That's all. Yeah, that Julius oh. Randall. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> there it is. That's you guys what I was fishing remember, for. You remember when you're like you posted his Instagram picture getting off the bus in the bubble, and it looked like he had slimmed down. You're like, oh, oh, come here. You can't call him Fat Julius Randall. <laughs> and then we saw a real picture of him on practice that like he was just not posing in an angle, and clearly he was still saying Fat <laughs> Julius Randall. And I like took it to you guys, and I was like, hey, NBA Twitter sorry. loves misleading workout pictures uh, more do. than just about anything else. Show. So on the flip side, um, there's been some pretty cool ones, in my opinion. I think uh, my lead dog right now is the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, Fiesta. Finally, Fiesta. Sometimes, finally yeah, bringing out the Fiesta colors. Sometimes the original stuff is the best stuff. That's so right. good. Those Lakers, the, the white and the blue, like it has. I'm not a fan. I, I don't a fan. get what happens there, but like yeah. it's so, pretty clean. So the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers are interesting, as the Lakers do. Uh, theirs is not has not been called the city edition. It has been called the lore series because they're the Lakers oh, and they have lore. And so every one of their, rather than, than being inspired by Los Angeles, it's been inspired by a past player. So they've done magic, they've done Kobe, they've done Shaq. So this is the Elgin Baylor uniform. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I like Elgin. So it's not, it's not meant to be a throwback. None of them have been throwbacks, but they've all been kind of like inspired. So like the Kobe Black Mambas, the Showtime Lakers, I think Shaq actually designed the one that was for him. Um, it's an interesting idea. I mean, they do have the rosters to to build it out, but I, I wonder eventually that well is going to run dry. And are, you know, are we going to be doing like Man, I can't, Steve Nash? I can't tribute jerseys. OKC get, <laughs> right when OKC does their first Nick Collison tribute jersey. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, <laughs> even with all that information, I don't like the Lakers ones. It's the same thing, yeah, just I don't like different it. colors. Yeah. It's whatever you know you know what i think is like the the secret backhanded uh push here is like it's a lakers jersey for dodgers fans that is oh, fair yeah that's fair. a good point yeah, i feel like, like yeah. nike's not stupid right and right. they know that yes it, it has to be worn on the court yeah, but mostly stuff. mostly it's a jersey to be worn by uh dudes in the streets that's and a good point i feel like that's gonna sell i think very good right. well let me tell you what my favorite one is I please do God, if okay those phoenix back suns yes valley boys i was gonna say the same the thing wait which one was those which the one valley those? phoenix suns oh, it's got like a like a the valley have you not seen festive Comier? sunset I'm gonna send them to you. I, did, did you guys drop it in the slack i, I have it pulled up right yeah, now at some point yeah those are good oh they're sharp it's got like a it looks like a, a Mexican blanket kind of it. like sunset looking pattern on it. It's and pretty nice. And it says nice. the Valley, and it, it ties in with the Valley Boys hashtag they've been going with over the past. Yes. Oh, I'm all in. All oh, in. Dude, that's my feel, favorite. How do you feel? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the jerseys. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, okay, I just saw the bad Knicks one. About <laughs> Dallas. YMCA. Dallas, D- Dallas, Dallas is weird. man. I don't, I don't know what it. Dallas is doing. So Dallas's jersey is supposed to be in honor of their 40th anniversary as a team. And so to honor their 40 years of history, they picked like the most generic looking design they could get. I think the sides are supposed to look like the Pegasus wings from like the big Pegasus sign in Dallas. But 
I don't know. It just feels so disconnected from their right. identity that it feels really we- like a really weird way to honor it's like, bad. your 40th anniversary. It's bad. How do you guys I feel about want... the uh, Portland Trailblazers Portland Trailblazer jerseys? The Oregon on the front? They, they those look really cool. Yeah. I like those I'm, ones. I'm not a fan. Oh, I just saw the Valley ones. Oh, those look like <laughs> Utah. Wait, uh... Utah City it, Edition. They almost look like eight bit in a way. I don't know. I love I don't the like ones. them. They they make me think of Utah's jerseys. Yeah, that's fair. I I can see that. The gradient. Yeah. I think I think the Trailblazers are interesting. Um, I don't love the side, but I I, don't I love the inspiration. The the yeah, it's inspired good. by the the white tailed deer sign yep. with the neon. Like yep. I feel like that kind of works. That's cool. And, and like Oregon on the front, I think it's really like unique. And I just cool. want it's OKC to bring back the the native inspired ones. So those, let's talk the, about those OKC. Were such good jerseys. Before I, we so, talk about a, OKC, can I just say that the uh, the Brooklyn ones are also oh, horrible? Those are terrible. Oh God! Once I, again, like I, a I good idea. I didn't even. I like the bad execution. Exactly. What was your What was your inspired one this last year? Oh, it was like it was the big, Nets, the graffiti. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I I hated that jersey, and like, I know you guys liked it. And then they threw they just threw this out, and I hate oh, that bad. even more. Isn't this one like based off an, a Brooklyn artist? Yes, correct. And it was it, like is the artist a six year old? Right. Oh, okay. No. Um, <laughs> Might be Jean Jean Michel Basquiat. Basquiat. I don't know how to say it. It's just if you look at his art. It matches his art, but it's if sucks. you look at his art, you can see how they got there. But it's just it a feels like a, like a it's a bad jersey. It doesn't translate well. Good idea, terrible execution. Agreed, agreed. A lot of so awesome. Oklahoma someone City. said that someone on Reddit said that about my uh, my leg tattoo. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> F that man. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, <laughs> I was very offended. Man. That's Yikes. incredible. People will say anything whoa, if they don't whoa. know. People will say anything if they don't have, if they know they don't have to see your face. <laughs> Reddit's a wild, wild place. I hate the internet. It ruined my childhood. So Oklahoma City has had three city edition jerseys. The first was the the terrible gray gradient uh, ones that I think Jacob was oh, the yeah, first didn't one to leak. Travis yeah. steal those? I, I remember a story yeah, about may he or that. Happy. Um, we'll, we'll breeze past that. Uh, then was the teal uniforms or sorry, the turquoise uniforms mm-hmm. that were inspired the by goat ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. those. I mean, I what Commander was talking I about when those came out, people were like, holy crap, the Thunder finally have a good uniform. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The and, best and part like, about those is that they were leaked by this. Um, what was it like red dirt root, some native American foundation oh, yeah, just like cool. went rogue and tweeted out the picture like three months before. Oklahoma City is ready to announce it, which was awesome. But we're forgetting Oklahoma City's original alternate jersey. The well, those weren't city edition jerseys. They might have been. They might have. They, they <laughs> Speaking suck. of YMC, Adidas didn't have kitschy names like that. But what are the other ones? Um, the third one was the the bombing memorial jerseys from last season, which weren't my so, favorite. But like, I really I loved everything about them. Yeah. Again, good idea. wasn't my favorite execution, if I'm being honest. I think it, in general, it was pretty well received by the fans. Right. Wasn't ugly, so you have but... you have one big miss of like a crappy design that wasn't really inspired by anything, and then you have the Native American ones and then the bombing memorial ones, which makes me feel like. Oklahoma City is going to strive for something with more meaning. So I, I, 
I don't know. It's tough to top those two when you okay. think about Oklahoma. One okay, idea. We got a land run. It's gonna be a cow on it. <laughs> well, land I hope run. it's not a. Oh I hope it's God. not a land run. Um, That's hilarious. But I, I do have a couple ideas. One is Greenwood. Yes, that's uh, what I was going to go like for a, because Pressing mm, was recently down there. Call. He was inspired by it. They just they recently just announced there, right? They exactly. just recently yeah, they just recently announced the new like building um, that they're going they're that they're going to uh, build down there in, in Tulsa or down here, whatever. Um, that was my first guess as well, Justin. I think I what can I, see that. What I think is cool oh, about Rand- it, Randy and- from Catusa is going to get angry. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I think is cool about it is what they've done with like the native ones. They used money from that to give back. They did native American heritage nights with the bombing ones. You know, they had the big tribute the first night they wore it. They did free admission to the bombing Memorial. Like, I think okay. it's those pieces that makes the city program kind of cool. Right. And, and I could like see a similar play and people and very like, you know, like yeah. cultural things. So like maybe something like the twin territories to celebrate that wouldn't be yeah. necessarily of it because you can't like, yeah. you know, like have twin territory kind of <laughs> right. whatever's that right. makes sense. I could see, I could see, um, something with automobile alley potentially mm. oh. thinking about like, landmarks, like kind of a, I would hate that. I would hate that. So much. I feel like they'd probably be terrible, yeah. but like An some kind of like vintage alley, car OKC motif. Thunder Jersey is something Guy Fieri would wear. <laughs> Yeah, he so would. And, like, and if we saw him wearing it, we'd be like, who's that asshole? Like, no, for real. No, it's not good. It's not that good. Might as well I personally make flavor town jerseys at that point. <laughs> I, still, I still want a black Loud City jersey. I think that'd be awesome. Obviously, See, no mean. I don't know how I feel like... about a Loud City jersey. It feels... It feels like too much to me. Yeah, I don't it's like, like it. when the Hornets it. wear a Buzz City jersey. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, does anyone call it Buzz City? Yeah, imagine fair. imagine explaining that to another fan base. Like, why yeah, is it that's fair? City? Who's uh, who's yeah. Loud City? What's Loud City? That's a good point. Especially right. realizing now, that if, if they the did a Loud bowl. City jersey, it would probably be yellow. Loves yellow, God. and <laughs> <laughs> that, that just makes it so much worse. Let's get a. Oh, a Storm Chaser uh, inspired. Okay, one. shut up. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the Storm Chasers? Justin, to rewind uh, just a little bit, the, the Greenwood idea. Yeah. It just, what you already said with the Thunder's investment in Greenwood, that is with the NBA's social justice initiatives, um, everything, it just makes too much sense to me. Yep. But Agreed. beyond that, I, I did start thinking about like individuals. Um, you know, people in Oklahoma's past. Don't that you say could Will Rogers. You could say, you could do Will Rogers. You could do um, Clara Looper. Clara Loopers would be dope. Oh, um, you could do uh, the, Garth Brooks. Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Oh my god! <laughs> A red um, solo cup uniform. I love this this bar bar and grill. Grill. Blake Blake Shelton. You could do Blake Shelton and just have it Twins on his voice or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, no. Let's just go ahead and get a Kristen Chinowitz jersey out of the way. Um, yeah. Give me a Bill Hader. Yeah, I'll say Bill Hader. Hater. Yes, Haters of Tulsa. That's right. I like uh, the Greenwood idea the best. I hope they yeah. go with that. that would I be hope they go cool. with it too. Yeah. I wonder what those jerseys would look like too. I think you could do something really cool. And like to Taylor's point, I feel like everybody's wanted to see a black alternate. And I don't know. The, the bombing ones were close, they were like a dark gray. But you could you could do like an actual black alternate yep. with with Greenwood or Black Wall Street or something like that. 
Yeah, like maybe it won't be Greenwood. Maybe it'll be more Black Wall Street centered. But I mean, even Russ is making that documentary about yeah, Black Wall right. Street. And so CP3, yeah. Yeah, all, all yeah. the dots just line up here right? to, yep. to, yep. to make those jerseys and, and to do them very well. And Justin, I, I don't think you mentioned this, but not only did the Native American inspired ones and the bombing memorial inspired ones, did that money go back to organizations, but also those organizations helped to design those jerseys. That's a good point. What, what better way than to do Black Wall Street jerseys uh, in this time of this social justice movement and have uh, people who are around from that time or that those organizations, those, those black-run organizations up in the Tulsa area help design those jerseys, you know? It, yeah. Again, the, the dots seem to match up too much. We'll see. Uh, once again, it, it seems like a matter of time before Camisas.nba uh, uh, drops this thing, or you know, it shows up on the NBA store or something. I mean, the, it, it's I, uh, like multiple teams each day, like they just Chicago yeah, Bulls. Yeah, I have to put on notifications. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I feel like we're gonna get it at least before the end of the week. Hopefully, what, before what do we get first, pop. a coach or a leaked jersey? Oh no! So I I tweeted this as a poll. Oh, did um, you? I did. I tweeted this as a poll. We'll go read from the it, account. <laughs> it came out as 56% City Edition leak, 44% coach announcement. That was three days ago. We'll see. We've gotten neither. Fun. All right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to see because that's. I think that's going to be a tight race. That'll be fun. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? I think it's going to be a big week. I think, go vote. I think we might get both. Yeah, it's, yeah. no kidding. It does seem Outside like of OKC, it's going to be a ridiculous week. <laughs> but <laughs> with, within OKC, it, it could be a very busy week for OKC fans. New coach. Yeah, and some people jerseys, don't even have power, so president, might get this yeah, podcast right. in a week. Old president. Yeah, right. Yeah, no that's, power. That's what's holding up this coaching hire. Uh, doesn't have power. They haven't been yeah. able to fax over the contract. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how they're faxing COVID data because they don't have computers. <laughs> Why is computers? All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out our, our episode this week. If you enjoyed it, please go drop a five-star rating on iTunes. It mean a lot. Whether you've listened to one time or a thousand times, we appreciate the hell out of you. We will be back with you again late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning with another draft edition episode of the podcast, unless we get a coaching hire, in which case we will emergency pod right when that happens. Now, we probably won't emergency pod for Jersey Leaks, but we'll definitely do it for a new coach. So be on the lookout for that as well. As Justin said, get out and vote. If you haven't absentee voted or early voted, get out there on Tuesday, get to your polling station, wear your mask, keep your distance, cast your vote, make your voice heard. Last time I saw, Oklahoma has already surpassed all, well, well surpassed all early and absentee voting from 2016. We have a chance to have a record turnout. Let's make it happen. You guys have a great beginning of your week. Stay safe. If you have don't have power, we hope you get it soon. But you always have the power to have your voice heard. Go cast your vote. Fender up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.